Welcome to the Ask Dr. Deanna Show. I'm Dr. Deanna Holgren, your host. Join me weekly as I cover various health-related lifestyle medicine topics that you get to request. This show is for anyone who wants to proactively improve their health position. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me today. I'm excited that you're here today. Our topic is going to be hormone balance. And as always, I want to remind you to always check with your doctor uh, before starting any new program. Hormone balance. This is something that so many people uh, have issues with, and it's probably one of the top five things that I see walking through my office uh, in terms of things that people are asking me about. And the reason is that it affects everything. It has an interplay with so many things in our lives. And it can cause a lot of problems if your hormones are out of balance. So what are some of the issues that we see when people are struggling with hormone balance? You know, one of the biggest ones that I see is actually weight gain. A lot of times people will start to gain weight around their middle. Uh, Foggy brain is, of course, a a big one as well. Mood swings uh, can be a big one, particularly uh, if somebody is having trouble Um, there's a cyclical nature to it. You know, they are very moody uh, right before they have their cycle, that sort of thing. Uh, Insomnia, decreased libido, acne, fatigue. I mean, the list goes on and on in terms of what are some of the issues that we see when the hormones are are out of balance. When I think about hormones, you know, I not only think about the the female hormones or the male hormones, uh, but I also think about thyroid hormones and then even adrenal hormones. Uh, so there are so many hormones in our body and they all kind of interact and work together. And when they're working together and they're working right, there's this amazing symphony that takes place. But when they are not working together, they're not in harmony, it is not good at all. And it can really derail you. Uh, it can derail your health and and certainly can have an impact on other relationships as well. So let me start off today just by sharing a little bit about how hormones are supposed to work. And we're going to focus on the female uh, for this episode, uh, but we're going to focus on, um, or we're going to start with how hormones work or how they're supposed to work and then kind of how they get off balance and then what we can do to bring that back into balance. So first of all, I'm going to take you through how things are supposed to work. Primarily as women, we've got two main hormones uh, in our system that are responsible for for reproduction. Uh, They are estrogen and progesterone. Estrogen is the hormone that basically is going to uh, develop the lining of the uterus and prepare this kind of nice little nest area uh, for a baby uh, to basically implant uh, and to grow and develop. And so at the beginning of of a cycle for a woman, she's going to have more of an estrogen phase as she's building that lining. Second half of the cycle is when progesterone comes in and progesterone sort of puts the brakes on estrogen and says, hey, hey, we're good. Stop. Okay, stop right there. Everything's good. And then it sort of stabilizes that lining um, uh, after uh, or when a baby is implanted there. That is a very simplistic view of how things are supposed to work. When a woman ovulates mid-cycle, it's about that time that the progesterone comes in. Uh, If she is not pregnant, the progesterone level will fall to nothing, and then she will have a cycle, and the whole thing starts over again. Progesterone actually gets its name from progestation. It is the pregnancy hormone. Believe it or not, when women are pregnant, by the time they're in their third trimester, they are making, second to third trimester, they are making massive quantities of progesterone because it's being made actually by the placenta at that point. So that's how things are supposed to work. 
And what happens a lot of times is, um, in our culture anyway, many women become estrogen dominant where they've got too much estrogen and not enough progesterone. That's actually one of the number one causes of frequent miscarriages uh, is low progesterone levels. And so the reason that they get off balance or that they have more estrogen than progesterone, uh, more estrogen than progesterone is also one of the number one causes of um, PMS, uh, premenstrual dysphoric uh, syndrome, which is, which is uh, definitely uh, something that can have an impact on relationships. But one of the reasons that they get off balance is that environmentally, we are exposed to a tremendous number of what we call xenohormones uh, or false hormones, false estrogens. And those come in the form of chemicals, chemicals that are oftentimes being dumped uh, into the waterways uh, that that are used, you know, from different industries, whatever, and that make their way um, into the system. And there was a study uh, that I that I read at one point, and it was looking at the male fish in the Potomac River, and what they found was that the male fish in the Potomac River were being feminized due to uh, these estrogenic chemicals that they were being exposed to. And the male fish began to develop eggs, which was a female fish function. And so, you know, as scientists, we always say, you know, we want to look at what's happening to the fish and the frogs. They have thinner skin. They're usually in the water. They get exposed, you know, more readily. But when we see things like that happening, it's it's an alarm situation where we really, you know, as a society need to, you know, be mindful of our environment, of what we're putting into the environment and really just turn that around and make a difference. So I became very passionate about this when I saw the impact that it was having and the potential impact that it would have in future generations. There was an, an additional study that was done in which they looked at uh, young high school girls who were using different cosmetics and uh, basically tested their blood and urine. And they found that there were tremendously high levels of these chemicals in their blood and in their urine. The chemicals were coming from their cosmetics, the things that they were putting on their skin. And the, an endocrinologist who did the study basically said these chemicals are hormone disruptors. They're hormone disruptors that, that for many of these women, will they will go on and they will potentially have infertility issues because of the way these these. Uh, chemicals work in the body. Uh, They land in the ovary, they have an impact and send and kind of mess up the messaging. So that's one of the ways that we see things getting out of balance. Sometimes it can be a weight issue as well. Um, If you are heavier, you tend to have more estrogen in your system uh, as well. And then sometimes it can be, you know, something like polycystic ovarian syndrome, just a variety of things that can throw these hormones off balance. Uh, and then we end up, you know, having issues. I can remember one time early uh, in my medical practice, I had a young lady who came to me and she was uh, getting ready to get married or, or, or was hoping to be, to be married. They were engaged. And she came to me and she said, look, here's the issue. I have PMS and it is so bad that it is standing in the way of this wedding. And so please, what can you do to help me to to turn this around uh, so that we can move forward in life here? And so it was really quite simple. Uh, As we went through, did a questionnaire, looked at everything, she was estrogen dominant, which just meant that she needed to be balanced out a little bit with progesterone. That doesn't mean that that she's always going to have to do that. But at least for that time, that was something that she could do that would definitely make a difference. 
So when we look at balancing things out, how do we get things back into balance? And there are all kinds of quizzes and things that you can take on the internet to see, uh, okay, am I, you know, are my hormones balanced? You know, am I estrogen dominant? Am I progesterone deficient? All of those things. So those things are readily available. Uh, But when you discover that you are out of balance, what can you do? Well, the first thing, you know, that I like to tell people is the importance of rest. Uh, You have to be sleeping. You have to get good quality sleep. When we're talking about hormones, good quality sleep is an essential component because it's not always just about the ovaries and what's being produced there. It's also a lot about the adrenal glands and what's being produced there. So, you know, if, if you look at the, the adrenal glands, that is cortisol. If I am incredibly stressed, then I'm going to be producing a lot of cortisol. Well, guess what building block I will use to make my cortisol? I will use progesterone. So now I've thrown myself into this state of deficiency, progesterone deficiency, because I'm so stressed out. So the first thing is rest and uh, making sure that you're that you're getting adequate rest and that you wake up feeling refreshed. We should do a, a show on on sleep because it's so important. The second thing is diet. Just making sure that you're getting a well balanced uh, diet with plenty of vegetables, uh, fruits and vegetables in there that will make a difference as well. Because a lot of times when you look at, okay, how do I support the adrenals then so that I'm not pulling myself into this deficient progesterone state, uh, you support the adrenals not only with the rest, but with proper diet, with B vitamins, those make a difference as well. So the nutrition is important. Um, also from a diet standpoint, um, especially if you are struggling with a polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is incredibly common usually linked with polycystic, actually, I would say always linked with polycystic ovarian syndrome is an insulin resistance, okay, some form of insulin resistance. So for that person who's struggling with that, having them cut their carbs to less than 50 grams of carbohydrate per day is really key. And that makes a huge, huge difference for them. Uh, oftentimes helps them to, to, to start um, uh, ovulating as well. Uh, and then supplementing. Supplementing becomes key as well. So uh, there are readily available um, supplements of progesterone uh, cream, uh, which is over the counter. There's transdermal. Uh, you can also you know, go through a compounding pharmacy. They usually have somebody who's uh, you know, well-versed in hormone balance, et cetera. But it does make a huge difference. So from the progesterone, some people are actually low in estrogen and they might need some supplementation there. Uh, but that's where you really, really want to, to work uh, with a provider, uh, with a functional medicine uh, physician or a pharmacist to kind of get the right mix of what is it exactly that my body needs. Because remember, every single person is different and it is not one size fits all, especially when it comes to hormones. So we talked a little bit about kind of that pre that premenopausal, you know, system where maybe somebody's having PMS and they're, you know, uh, maybe perhaps struggling with ovulation, etc. So that's kind of that world. Then there's this whole other world that is more of a postmenopausal uh, type of world, and and what happens then? So oftentimes, when when women, you know, there's the premenopausal part, and then there's a perimenopausal part, which is when they're sort of going through this stage, and uh, which can last for up to ten years, and then there's postmenopausal. Postmenopausal comes into play when they have actually 
not had a cycle for an entire year. So when we get to that part, what happens there? Well, oftentimes women are struggling with various uh, symptoms uh, postmenopausal that could be uh, very debilitating, quite debilitating, could be from hot flashes to, again, decreased libido. I mean, it's kind of all over the board. Uh, A lot of times women will start to struggle with arthritis type of issues, uh, a lot of trouble sleeping, which you've heard me say how important sleep is. So what happens there? So some women cruise through menopause without an issue and they don't need any help and they do just great and they really can't even tell that they went through menopause. That's not the majority of women, unfortunately. Uh, Many of them have those symptoms that have such an impact that can be quite embarrassing. Uh, You know, there's nothing like, uh, you know, meeting with somebody and and then, you know, seeing somebody just break out in an intense hot flash uh, that they have absolutely no control over. So for those women who are really seeing a a negative impact on their lives, again, working with a functional medicine pharmacist, uh, usually through a compounding pharmacy, et cetera, um, can make a huge difference uh, for them. And oftentimes, you know, they do need supplementation because they just went through menopause and those hormones came crashing down and are basically down to, to nothing. Uh, so supplementing there can can turn that around and make a huge difference. So we want people to be happy. We want people to be healthy. We want people to feel vibrant. It doesn't mean that they're going to be on that uh, you know supplemental hormone program you know for life. It's probably just going to be for a time as they go through uh, menopause and ha- get those symptoms under control. You can also work, of course, with your physician. There are a variety of things that are available uh, there as well. Uh, But the key is, you know, nobody has to feel miserable during that time. It it really is important to look at that balance and um, it makes a huge difference in the long run. So I hope that this has been helpful. This is a very, very brief overview of hormones. We might dive deeper later. Uh, But um, again, brief overview just to kind of give you some of the tools that you need and just to get you thinking about some of this stuff. Uh, I hope that you will join me next week as we tackle anxiety and depression. I'm excited to, to share uh, what I've learned uh, about nutrigenomics and, and uh, just genetic uh, issues that can have a play into anxiety and depression. So thanks so much for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed that episode. For more information, visit me at DeannaHoldren.com. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dr. Deanna Holdren. I really want to hear from you, so message me. I love taking your messages and creating topics from them. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share my show with those who have an interest in health and wellness. Thank you for tuning in and see you next week.